y'all. Welcome back to the RV Texas Y'all podcast. I'm Stacy. I'm Tom, and we're RV Texas Y'all. We are native Texans and full-time RVers who are all about exploring the great state of Texas and beyond one campground at a time. We're on a mission to experience life, not just live it, and we're bringing you along for the fun. this episode in Napanee, Indiana, the home of the Service Center of Newmar. This is episode 27. And today, well, summer is coming up quick, so we are talking all about the good and the bad of summer RV travel. Sit back, relax, and join us as we RV America, y'all. So as Tom talked about, before we get started here, we are in Napanee, Indiana, the yeah. home of Newmar Motor Homes. And if you've been with us for a while, if you watch our videos on YouTube, then you probably know that we live, work, and travel in a 2021 Newmar New Air motor home that we absolutely love. Absolutely. And one of the things that we love about it is the service that we get from Newmar. And so this is not a sponsored shout out. This is a true from the heart shout out to our service rider Alvin and his team. They did a phenomenal job for us yet again this year. Yeah. Just taking care of a few little minor tweaks and, and things that we had going on. And, and a uh, special shout out to Nick, who was our uh, service tech this time. Um, Elmer was- Oh man, we love Elmer. Elmer was out, he was, he was at an event, so we didn't get him this time. He's but, the technician we had last year. Right, but. Nick stepped in and he was phenomenal. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Alvin and the group. Y'all did phenomenal. And you know what? One of our things that was so fun last year was getting to know was getting to know we call her Newmar Sue. Sue was always kind of the face of the customer service center. Yes. They always have uh, someone in the front to help you with any questions that you have while you're there. And uh, Sue retired uh, since we were there last year, but we did get to see her. She came up and, and said hi, and that was great fun getting to see her. And the lady who has taken her role now uh, there in the service center is named Teresa. Thank you so much, Teresa. Yeah, she, she is an awesome job. addition to uh, that section of the business. And, of course, we got to meet up with our good friends that we met last year at Newmar. Hey, it's Tom and Leslie. Tom and Leslie, <laughs> a great couple. They have a Newmar New Air as well. They have a 22, yes. the 35-foot version. And so we both scheduled our appointments at the same time. And we got to spend a lot of time with them. That was priceless. And that their was awesome. pups, they have uh, two Frenchies, uh, 
Gus and uh, Louie, and they love Star, and Star loves them, oh, and yeah. Astro. Yes. So they all played together, and that was a ton of fun. And we got to meet a lot of other folks, too. Some folks who lived in the area found out we were there, came by to say hi. Yep. And that's what's so fun, too, about hanging out there is we always get to, to meet new folks while we're there in Napanee. So thank you to everybody who uh, made our experience, again, so enjoyable. For sure. Uh, but this week, yeah, my gosh, y'all, summer is almost here. And depending on where you live, you might feel like summer is already here. I know back in Houston, things are already heating up. Yep, we're hearing from Austin that it's getting rather warm there. <laughs> and, the, and it seems like the storms are happening every afternoon. So Exactly. Houston and Florida, that's pretty much the uh, routine for this year, I know, or this time of year, I should say, the whole Gulf Coast region. That's kind of how it goes. But um you know, we thought this would be the perfect time to talk about some of the the good and the bad, the benefits and the challenges of RVing in the summer, because there are definitely both. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, um, one of the good things, obviously, is that it's easier for a lot of people to take off and take vacations. Right. Well, because the kids are out of school. Exactly. And so, um, you know, you do see a lot more people traveling during the summer. Uh, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's good, but that's also bad. Because <laughs> with more people makes it more challenging. I mean, as we see it, when the summer comes up for us, normally it's, oh, gosh, you know, because we know we got a plan way ahead of time. Right. Uh, I mean, it, it RVing in general is getting much more popular. And throughout the year, we we got to worry about the weekends. Pretty much. But when the summer comes around, we got to worry about the entire summer. Especially if you're wanting to go somewhere that's kind of a bucket list place that a lot of people are interested in. You know, a couple episodes ago, we talked about RVing in the national parks. If you're planning to go to, say, Yellowstone or Yosemite or, you know, one of these Rocky Mountain National Park, one of these major destination parks, you really need to plan ahead, especially... Well, really, even if you're staying outside of the park. Right. Because that's one place, you know, you know folks are going to be headed to places like that. Yeah, for sure. And definitely the parks that are uh, high, like in the mountains. And oh, stuff, sure. Because those are the cooler destinations. Yes. So if you want to get out of the heat, you want to go up and, and go to a bucket list place like a national park. Or, say, Breckenridge or, Breckenridge or Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Yeah, which are phenomenal. Those are outstanding places to go, and we strongly recommend them all. You have to book ahead. Yes. Uh, because if you don't, you're going to be left way down the mountain. I mean, there's always a chance that, you know, you might be hitting it right when it's not such popular time for whatever reason. Um, you might be hitting, you know, late August is still summer, but a lot of the kids are back in school. Yep. And so that can be a better time to travel or maybe even early June. Maybe not all of the schools are out yet. Maybe not everybody's traveling quite yet. So it's kind of the shoulder seasons of the summer. Um can be great times uh, where it's not quite so crowded, or you might have folks canceling or whatever. You might always be able to squeak in, but yeah. you do tend to need to plan ahead more. But obviously, with the summer, one of the real good things is everything's open. Oh my gosh, I, yes. I mean, the weather isn't going to pull you back. 
uh, I mean, you're not going to go to Florida in the middle of a hurricane. I don't mean that. <laughs> but what I mean is, temperature-wise, you could literally go anywhere you want to. In the north, you could even go up to Canada or Alaska. And, and all the campgrounds all, will be open. All the campgrounds, northern Michigan, for instance, the UP, all that stuff is going to be open. It's going to be crowded because those are the times they have shorter they have a shorter season, so right. a lot of people flock up to those areas, uh, justifiably so. Um, so, but that's the good part of it is the whole U.S. or North America is available for you. Yes, and, and I mean, some people like to RV Mexico. That's something we don't see on our. Uh, on our list, you never know. We would have to go with a group. I don't think we would ever do it by ourselves. Well, we visited, but. being from Houston, we visited Mexico many times over yeah. the years. Um, and so there, there's so many other places we haven't been yet. Right. Uh, yeah. I just, that's right. That's right. So, yes, it's all wide open. That's the good thing. And so, yeah, so you have a wider variety of choices. Um, now, with more people traveling, but you know, you, you have some challenges, but also the, the places that you're going, if they are hotter destinations, that itself brings across some challenges. So one thing is traveling on the roads. You know, we tend to not travel the long, well, we don't trend, tend to travel long days most times anyway. We like the shorter travel days. Yes. But for us in the summer, it becomes more important because you got to think the roads are hotter, which is harder on your tires. Yes. And you should always, 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 as an RVer, the number one rule is you got to know how heavy your RV is. You got to make sure it's weighted appropriately, that the weight is balanced, and that your tires are appropriate and appropriately set also to the proper tire pressure. And you've got to check those tires on a regular basis so that you know they're good. And, you know, I think. Everybody who's traveled around at all, you see a lot more blowouts during the summer. And the yes. reason why you do is because your tires, these big tires, heat up. And in a long travel day, even a good tire can blow out because it gets too hot. I right. mean, you're traveling through Arizona and places like that in the summer, it's extremely hot. And that's, you know, you got to be real careful. Um and so, you know, that's why we have retrobands, too. It, it's because you just never know. Right. And retrobands, if you haven't heard about it, that's that's an, actually an insert we have inside our drive tires that when we did have a tire failure yep. last year, um, coming back into Texas, um, it was... It wasn't a major ordeal for us. Yes, no. we had to have the tire replaced, but other than that, it, it was a very easy situation for right. us compared to what it could have been had we had a, dr a steering tire major blowout yeah and and that's just peace of mind for us and right. but but it, it's just you want to be that that's a challenge and that that's the thing if you can limit your travel days to not too long of a time i think it will help yes in that particular aspect of it now i understand when families are traveling and they only have so much time, uh, the travel days typically are longer and than it is. we certainly did our fair we, share yes, of long drive days. We understand that. It's just you got to do it as safe as possible. Exactly. And so, you know, if you can maybe leave early in the morning, 
do as much of your driving before you get to the heat of the afternoon. Right. Um, that can help. Yeah, get um, out early. Get stop every so often at have a picnic or, you know, yep. stretch your legs. Let those tires cool down a little bit um, on your travels. Yep, that's good. And, and also another thing, with the heat, if you're going to a place, let's say you're going down to – the beach or whatever, uh, uh, beach destination, North Carolina, uh, uh, Florida, Texas, Gulf Coast, Alabama, you've got to realize that that campground, when it gets real hot during the day, they're usually jam-packed with RVs. Every RV has all their air ACs going nonstop. Right. And we see it all the time. The breakers pop they can't handle sometimes right in the heat of the day it's too much for their system and the breakers start to pop and you think well okay but the problem is if you have animals right if you have animals that are in that coach and you don't know they popped and you're out having a good time that could be a real bad situation if the breaker has tripped on your power pole, it's the power's not going to come automatically back on. You have to reset right. that breaker to restore the power. And if you're out exploring and you don't know it's happened uh, and nobody's there to check it for you, yeah, these RVs, no, no matter how well insulated they are, can become very hot very quickly during the heat of the summer. Yeah, and, you know, there are things to help you there. I mean, if you have a generator, a lot of these have auto-gen starts. So. Right. If they kick off, you know, we're fortunate. We have a, a lithium system, and a lot of you probably already know about that, our, our solar and lithium. It automatically takes over when that happens. That's one reason why we bought it. A lot of people are going, why did you spend all the money and everything? Well, when we're gone and away from the coach, we have total peace of mind. Our lithium and solar system can run our ACs and all that, so... Uh, Star and Astro, they will be fine. And, you know, you mentioned that hap that's fairly common, uh, you know, down in like coastal areas or warmer regions. But it also happened to us last summer in Colorado. Uh, yeah, we got, it did. We don't assume, <laughs> you know, being from Texas, this was our first real jaunt through Colorado in the RV this past summer. And we saw so much amazing so many amazing places and towns and everything we had an absolute ball the, the state is just stunningly beautiful but there was one town we went to that we weren't expecting it to be hot so much of Colorado was in elevation this particular town it's really pretty close to Moab Utah uh, through to Colorado and we were staying at a state park, which is a fantastic state park right there, just outside of Colorado National Monument. It was awesome. Um, but, yeah, they had a hotter-than-normal streak while yep. we were there. And they were having a lot of issues with those breakers popping. And, and unfortunately, being a state park, they didn't have anybody there over the weekend that could help us. Right. So, uh, yes, we were okay because we had our lithium uh, and solar, but, you know, some of the other campers, not so much. There was no one to replace the breakers right, during the weekend. Right, because um, it weakened the breakers. It popped so much, it weakened them. But So this is one thing, and you want to have a contingency plan when you do leave your RV and you leave your animals in the RV, especially during the summer, um, to just kind of know uh, what's going on in there. I mean, there's different apps and stuff, and with Wi-Fi where people can – 
check the temperature in their coach to make sure. And if it goes up, you know, obviously you can go back and see what's going on. Right. Uh, and that's a great idea. Any of that, any and all of that stuff would be a, a great idea if you're traveling with pets. And some folks take the pets along with them. Yes. Obviously, it doesn't do any good, though, if you're just taking your pets and you're going to leave them in your car. Don't do that. No. You know, I, if you're taking a, a if you're going somewhere where your pets can go along, that's fantastic. You know, if you're going out for a scenic drive and you're just going to enjoy the day driving around and enjoying the scenery from the comfort of your air-conditioned car, heck, take Fido with you. Um, you know, but um, it's but just if, something you got to think about. If you're in Zion National Park and you're going to take a hike, you can't take your pets with you. You know, and that's a good point, too. If you are looking to, you're staying somewhere, let's say it's a state park or a national park or, you know, an RV park or a campground somewhere that has hiking nearby and you're in a warmer area, you want to be prepared for the heat. Even if you start out early, you don't really know how long you're going to be out there. Yep. So you need to make sure you take plenty of water, take your hat load up on sunscreen, take you some supplies so that you don't get surprised out there because hiking in the heat of the summer can be amazing, You, but it can also be deadly. Yeah, and it, to me, the, the best piece of it, two things is, one, make sure you have water, and two, start very, very early. Yes. And start, depending on how hot it's going to be, you may want to start extremely early. Right. And... For us, extremely early would be 6, 6.30 in the morning. We've done it. Oh, sure. Um, in places uh, in North Texas that are just extremely Paladero hot. Canyon State Park, if you have not been there, oh, I highly well. recommend it. Oh, yeah. Uh, there are some amazing hiking trails there in the canyon. Uh, but during the summer, it can get extremely hot down on the canyon floor, so you've got to be prepared. Yes, for sure. And, and if you're prepared, you're going to enjoy it. If you're not prepared, like Stacy said, it can be deadly. And, and for your pets, too. I mean, you got to remember, also. if you're taking, let's say you are at, say, Paladero Canyon State Park, and you go out for this amazing hike, and you're prepared yourself, you got to remember to take water for your pet. you got to remember they're doing the same hike you are, but with four short legs and fur. So... Like, Star's got booties. I mean, she wears little boots when it's hot outside and the concrete is hot so that she doesn't blister her paws. Well, that's another good point here. Do remember that when it's hot outside, the concrete is hotter than what you're even feeling. So if you do have pets and you're walking them in the middle of the day, you got to have something for your pet's feet if they're going on that concrete because I know in Texas – that concrete will burn their paws in a hurry. Yes, it will. Now, let's talk about picking a campsite during the course of the summer. Uh, you know, a lot of people like to go, like we said, up to elevation, maybe to the beach where there's some coastal breezes, maybe into the forest. Um, you know, just by deciding where you're going to go, you can have uh, some control over how hot it might be where you are. Um it's always, you can always, with the apps now, you can check historic weather and everything to kind of know what you're getting into. Um, but you can also help by, when you choose a campsite, try to choose one that your biggest windows are not facing into the afternoon sun. So you're not, your biggest windows aren't facing into to the west. So for us, we have a Class A motorhome. Our windshield, it's beautiful when we're driving down the road, uh, but if we are parked somewhere 
during the summer, we almost always try to pick somewhere where we are not going to have that windshield facing into the well, afternoon sun. That happened to us at Paladero. We talked about Paladero. That was before we got our Magna Shades. And, oh, my gosh, in the afternoon, we absolutely could not keep the RV cool. Right. It, it just, the ACs could not keep up and... Stacy was putting blankets up by the <laughs> the windshield and stuff, hanging them, and that's the only thing that could hold back that heat. Yes, it was crazy. Um, so yeah, and and the magna shades. If you have a motorhome and don't have magna shades, and you're going to be traveling during the summer, you ought to consider those. And you know, now you can get them for for any RV, basically any window, I believe, you just send them in the dimensions of your window and they can make a magna shade. They're made in North Carolina, a family owned company. I'll put a link in the show notes. We are not sponsored. No, we have bought two from them. uh, One for our Tiffin breeze when we had it before. And now we have them on the new air. Uh, They make a huge difference by how much heat comes in through the windows. Yeah, and you can get them for your tires and stuff as well. Absolutely. Now, something else that we did when we had our Tiffin Breeze, um, we noticed that a lot of heat, sometimes during the real heat of the summer, a lot of heat was coming in uh, kind of from the cabinets through the sidewalls of the RV. And this is very, very common amongst a lot of RVs, especially for whatever side is facing that afternoon sun. So you can get Reflectix, which is basically you can get it on Amazon for, uh, you know, uh, it's a big place that sells it. Uh, But it's basically a roll of metallic uh, insulation, basically, for lack of a better word. And you can cut it to size. And we put it, some people put it in their windows to to block out the heat. We put it in the backs of all of our cabinets when we had the breeze. And that made those cabinets so much cooler. It was amazing the difference that made. I mean... Before that, you couldn't even put, if you put chocolate or something up there, anything that melts, that stuff would melt during the summer every time. Right. But with the reflectics in there, uh, not necessarily. So, yes, I, and that, you know, it's just a good heat barrier. Makes a lot of sense. Because when you think about it, your air, even if your air conditioners are cooling your living space, they're not getting into your, the air conditioning's not getting into your cabinets. You have cabinet doors. Yeah. So uh, it, that really helped tremendously. Another thing we've done in the past is we've had RVs that had, um, uh, uh, what am I trying to think of? Um, the, the windows on top of the rig, the, um, shoot, I'm trying to think <laughs> of the word. I've just totally gone blank. I can see it in my head. Over our shower in several of our RVs, we've had basically bubbles that lets the light in. Skylights. Oh, skylights. Ah, skylights, okay. that's the word. Yep. And and those are fantastic for letting in natural light. Well, and they give you more room in your shower. And they that's true. But they, they let uh, in a lot of heat. A lot of heat. So, um, you know, you can, they make like little pillow things that can fit up in sometimes. Uh, you can make a cover to go over it, maybe Velcro it up around the uh, skylight or something like that. You would be amazed just by blocking that during the summer, how much less heat your bathroom or wherever that skylight is will let in. Yeah, that'll help your ACs out. And, you know, every once in a while, get those ACs serviced, too. Because, that is a big deal. Yeah, uh, they they can clean them and service them just so they can be as efficient as possible. Because, you know, if you're going to travel during the summer and you're going to go to hot destinations, 
they are going to work overtime. Yes. I guarantee you if you have two on the roof or you have three on the roof, they're going to be working nonstop, especially when you go into the south because those temperatures are going to be in the 90s, upper 90s, maybe even 100 Yes, plus. 100 plus. So you just got it in the afternoon. It Those ACs are just going to go. So remember that. It, service it. Have them ready for the summer. You know, obviously do that. Get them serviced. Not in the summer. Get them serviced when you're not using the RV. That's the easiest time to do it. You yes. know, you're going to have to wait. A lot of people wait until right before the main summer travel time to put their RV in the shop to get anything fixed or maintenance or any of that. And that's when everybody's doing it. Right. Or right after the main summer season in the fall when everybody's about to put away for the season, you know, they, they take it in for their service. That's when everybody's doing it. If you can do it. Another time, you know, be way before, Maybe say. Maybe the middle of winter. Right. If, you know, if you're in, in Texas and you can take it somewhere in the middle of winter, sometimes the rates are even less, you know. Right. It, when they're not as busy and, and yeah, get this stuff serviced. So now, you're in not, Texas, sometimes that is prime camping prime, season. yeah. And, so, you got to figure out, you know, how much prime camping season with cooler temperatures do you want to give up. But yeah, that's true. it will save you wait time later. Yep. That's for sure. Yep. Um, you know, other things you can do is if you've got uh, vents on the, and I think pretty much everybody has vents on the top of their RV. You can get vent covers that will help kind of block some of the sun from coming in. Um, well, those vent covers are good too because you can keep your vents open even when it's raining. Yes. So if you're trying to, if you have the type of windows that can be open when it's raining, uh, with your vents open too, that can really give you good circulation and you may not have to have the ACs. That's true. So, and we find that running the air conditioner uh, fans on high also helps they help because from it, it pulls more air through the air conditioners. They're less likely to, to freeze, freeze up. up. Yes. yes. And if they freeze up, you're, you know, they're pretty much toast. Till they thaw out. Yeah. It's just crazy to think that that could happen when it's hot outside. But if your AC is overworking, it's very likely to freeze up. Yeah. But if you run those fans on high on the air conditioners, you'll least you'll that helps. Ha- lessen that that opportunity. That helps. Yeah. So <clears throat> there are so many great things about traveling during the summer. Um, but you know, it's the main thing is you got to plan ahead, think about where you want to go. Um, and be prepared. Can I say one more thing that's sure. great about traveling during the summer? Absolutely. It's one of my favorite things. The day is longer. Oh, that is huge. The days are longer. We have light lo- a lot longer. When we're in uh, parks, state parks, we can actually sit out and have time for a campfire if we're in a place in the mountains and stuff because it doesn't get dark till eight nine ten o'clock at night i mean the farther I love north that. i mean it's crazy up in indiana at at nine forty-five at night it's still light outside. oh well in 2019 when we went to uh, north dakota we were in theodore roosevelt national park and uh there was a couple there that was doing night sky programs and you really had to wait till pretty late in the evening to be able to do those night sky programs yeah. now Oh, my gosh. Well, y'all, once you could, the stars were amazing. Amazing. Um, 
Highly recommend Theodore Roosevelt National Park if you haven't been in North Dakota. Uh, but yeah, it's that is one of the best things about it, in my opinion, is because you've got the opportunity to do more over the course of your day. And if you want to take a break during the middle of the day, during the hottest time and kind of hole off inside, maybe play some games, take a nap, yeah. whatever you want to do, you still have plenty of time in the mornings and in the evenings to do all the fun stuff outside. That's right. Absolutely. So we talked about how a lot of folks like to move north during the summer, like, say, Michigan or the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, northern Michigan. We have never RV'd in Michigan, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. But we are going to fix that next week. Now, we're going up a little early. It won't be summer. We hope it's not too cold. (laughs) (laughs) But we are going to be spending next week at Hearthside Grove Luxury Motor Coach Resort in Petoskey, Michigan, which is where a lot of people have told us they love Petoskey in that area. So we're excited to visit. And we've reached out to the founders of Hearthside Grove. It's a family business. Uh, Brothers Craig Rose and Kirk Rose are nice enough that they're going to sit down with us next week while we're there on the podcast and talk about... How Hearthside Grove came to be, what it's like building a business like that, what it's been like growing up in Petoskey, Michigan, uh, and why folks love to come up there. That's been apparently a major tourist destination for like 150 years. So we're excited to hear about the weather and all the fun things to do. So make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast app. Come back to the website, however you get here. Come back and join us next week. We'd love to have you. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Thanks for joining us, y'all. For more on what we talked about this week and to find other episodes, visit the podcast page of rvtexasyall.com. Subscribe to the RV Texas Y'all podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to join us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RV Texas Y'all. Until next time, safe travels. And happy camping. Bye.